Welcome back to the show, ladies and gents. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So I am going to give you guys a full breakdown. Well, the girls and I are going to give you guys a full breakdown of Vince McMahon's retirement. Don and Rico are in with us on this episode as well. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about CM Punk's comments. We're going to talk about um, Tony Khan and his shade. We're going to talk about all that stuff and everything that has happened in between. We waited a little late just to be sure that there wasn't any new information being put out there about Vince or anything else. Plus, we have a little bit of a theory that Nicole thought about that I think was confirmed this coming SummerSlam, but you guys will get all that juicy tidbit on the SummerSlam recap, which is coming very, very soon. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count, and we'll see you guys in there. All right, so Vince McMahon officially retired, all right, and of course, the whole world was like, what the fuck is going on? But he did it. He announced his retirement, and everybody was tripping, and I was getting DMs. We all was looking at each, looking at the DMs and just going off, and we were like, okay, wait, what is happening? And we thought at first when we saw the tweet, obviously most of us thought it was fake. The first time I saw it is when Don sent it in the group chat, and I was just like, what is this? Is this real? He's like, it's on his account. And I went to his Twitter. It was there. So on the 22nd of July, he retired. And that was last Friday. He announced it earlier in the day. That night on SmackDown, Stephanie opened up the show. And um, she pretty much started a thank you Vince chant. And she told her dad she loved him. And that was it. We got in yet in that announcement. We also were informed that Bruce Pritchard was removed as EVP of Talent Relations, and Triple H was put in as the EVP of Talent Relations. Vince McMahon was also removed from Creative officially, and Triple H was put in charge of Creative. So Pritchard has lost just about both pieces of power that he had. Over the last couple of years, he now, if he is still working in creative, he now reports directly to Triple H, if I recall, as Damn. does Kevin Dunn. This guy needs to go next. He needs to be the next guy to fucking go. I can't stand it. He's going they're, they're to have to work. He's going to work himself out. Now, he did have rotator cuff surgery some weeks ago. So Bruce was not necessarily a part of what was happening to begin with because he had to go have that surgery. Um, but I'm sure he came back after he was able to. And now he's been, I guess you can call it a demotion because he no longer is a, the interim EVP of talent relations and he is not over creative anymore either. Oh, Kevin Dunn is another one who had a massive amount of power in creative and he now reports directly to Triple H as well, since Triple H is the head of creative. All the producers and everybody, that includes Jason Jordan, TJ, all of them, everybody, they all report to Triple H, okay? Stephanie McMahon is now co-CEO with Nick Khan. They are going to be running the company together. But she is the, but she is the only one who 
has the distinction of being a chair person. So she's the only chair woman. So yes, mm-hmm. her and Nick Khan are both um, co-CEOs, but she is the actual chair, but she is the chairwoman. Khan, Nick Khan does not have that distinction. So he's kind of like a shadow partner, even though we know he's yes. running it with her. Yeah. He's just <laughs> another executive under her, but they do make co-decisions together. It's not like how it was previously where they had the co-CEOs and their powers were split between the two of them. It seems that Stephanie McMahon still has more power than Nick Khan does, but they actively work together to run the company. Okay. As far as Vince McMahon goes, the reason why he retired is because in this investigation that they have found, They found $14.6 million more that he's going to pay out or had agreed to pay out. Mm. (laughs) That was not reported. Okay. So this is where the misappropriation of funds situation comes in. That's why I said when before when we did the podcast earlier, we did not have all the information. So you cannot put out allegations or say things that are not proven with facts yet. Now we have the facts to prove that there is some misappropriation of funds and now there is a legality here that plays into this, okay? Business-wise, if it is a company expense and you are paying off somebody to keep them quiet, whether it sounds ugly or not, it can be used as a company expense because it occurred within the company, all right? So he can allocate funds to pay off the stuff as long as he has the records to prove that this was done legally, he, they don't have a leg to stand on. It'll just be an ethical situation that they would have to look into, okay? But, because now they have these funds that they recently found that don't aren't represented by anything on the in the books there's a problem this has opened up a can of worms for WWE and it has made things difficult because now shareholders are opening inquiries the SEC has an inquiry so there are other multiple investigations going on at the same time that the company itself is investigating. This makes it a big problem, especially when he is at the helm of the company that causes them to look into everything. And it mm-hmm. makes things, they go over things with a fine tooth comb and they're gonna be tearing things apart. That makes life very difficult when you're under a magnifying glass 24 seven, you can't move. So to remove some of that in, all that mystery and intrigue, Vince McMahon went on ahead and retired, okay? So he's no longer at the helm. That way, if he makes any deals or if he made anything, it won't be under scrutiny and they can still move and do the things that they need to do to keep the company afloat. Now, all of this means that the McMahons are no longer in power except for Stephanie and Paul, as he likes to be referred to. So these two are now running the company because Triple H is at the helm of creative for Raw and SmackDown. Stephanie is at the helm of the business side. 
And when it comes to NXT 2.0, Shawn Michaels is at the helm of NXT 2.0. Okay? So now, all the old heads that y'all used to love are the ones who are currently running the company. Shane McMahon is not there. He has no reason to be there. But there Mm -hmm. is one X factor that people have to remember. Vince McMahon still owns 86% of the Class B shares, which means he has controlling interest in that company. Now, from my understanding, he's retired. But that doesn't mean he's off the board per se. He still has influence. He can still make a call. He can still say things and do things to change things without actually being there. However, I don't see them keeping him keeping those shares not in that capacity for much longer, especially if they find more money or if they find that this money is linked to sexual harassment or anything that is outside of him having an actual affair with someone. So more than likely within the near future, he's probably going to sell those shares and then he'll be completely removed from the company as a whole. And then it'll just be Stephanie, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels running all three brands. This is insane. Can I can I just be the first one to say that this is all fucking insane? But at the same time, what you reap is what you sow. And I just want to know how Vince is like in this harvest. Like every dirty, nasty little thing that he has done. I mean, we all know he this man, we've said it before, this man ain't seeing heaven. There ain't no fucking way this man is seeing the pearly gates at this point. I am just, I don't even want to say amazed because he's a rich old white man in America. So of course he thinks he's going to get away with fucking everything. But like everyone was so shocked when Vince was retired and I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like I never thought I would see this, but at the same time, he wasn't just, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to retire more than likely. And this is the thing people need to understand more than likely he was forced to retire because they don't need this and honestly if they were smart they would take those shares away from him because despite even if vince goes if he expires no he's not gonna he will sell them shares i have a theory about that i'll let you finish alexis i have a theory about them shares he i mean he he doesn't honestly he does not need to have any type of say so in this company and it's just your daughter knows what she's doing her your son-in-law knows what he's doing and your son-in-law's friend knows what he's doing and people are excited when i when we all saw that triple h was coming back paul terrorizing whatever you want to call him when we saw that he was coming back people were excited because we're like okay cool this means two things number one something's going to happen and number two triple h is back in power and if he goes to work with talent relations talent always talks about how much they love triple h because he's willing to sit down and talk to everybody which is great um 
they they need to get those they need to get those shares away from Vince. He does not need to have anything to do because as long as any part of Vince McMahon, I'm not talking about just Stephanie and the kids, but I mean any part of him that has his fingerprints on WWE, they it needs to go. They've expunged people before; they can do it again because this is a multi-million billion dollar industry that's publicly shared if Vince has any type of control because that was a problem when they're like oh yeah well he's no longer acting uh, CEO but he's still in charge of creative uh, the shareholders got pissed at that you know (laughs) WWE they want to be the the family company well not the family company but they want to be like the public company that everyone gives their money to and they saw the shares going down because people were like fuck this bullshit he, he needs to go he needs to be expunged we don't need Vince McMahon anymore um as I said in Tiff's live I'm not going to sit up here and and you know not say that if it wasn't for Vince I wouldn't have had my childhood in or be highly entertained meet people who I've met through my life I'm not going to say that but I'm not going to you know sit here say that ignore the fact that this man is a skeeving conniving piece of shit who used people for his own entertainment he deserved what he got fuck you Vince like thanks for making my childhood great but really fuck you man honestly now put that on a t-shirt wow he just he needs, he needs to go he fucking needs to go he needs to stay gone stay at home with your wife because i'm pretty sure this will be the first time in about six years you've been at home at night and annoy her and enjoy it before she goes to jail because i'm pretty sure she had something to do with january 6th so you know. allegedly allegedly Alleged. thank you <laughs> all i gotta say about that Nicole, yeah. Um, so my thing is, um, about especially about like him having his shares, so he can have he can own shares, but not be able to like that doesn't necessarily mean like he'll be able to make decisions, so on and so on. He can make like, excuse me, like he can make um suggestions try to call for a meetings and stuff like that but day-to-day operational he still has he has no state stay in it um unless it's something financial sort of and as to an extent which i feel like that's something get cut if he has to lose shares those shares are probably and i know this is going to sound wonky are probably would either go to um they he would allocate them to um Triple H or Shane. Because also, if you remember, I want to say like a year or so ago, or like a year ago, less than a year ago, Vince, not Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, and Shane all started selling shares, selling their portion of their shares. They did. I think that again, and I've been I've been saying this for a while. I think they knew this was coming for a very long time, and I think they've been planning for it. 
because for that everything for the Washington Journal, that's what people need to realize when they come up with pieces like that, they work on that shit like for months, damn near a year, over a year. Mm-hmm. They knew this was coming for a very long time. So that's, I think they preemptively, and they, they were smart, started moving shit around. I think they sold those shares so they can have room in case they have to, he has to allocate those shares and sell those shares to them. And so they can get rid of those shares because obviously if you have, so he has what, 80 something? Yes. Okay. So obviously it wouldn't look right if Stephanie, what I wanted, I don't know what she had, maybe like five, five shares, five shares. And then she would get, and she still say she still had her five and then she got bent. She would have 89 shares that exceeds like the amount that she would be able to have as like a chairwoman and a CEO. So I think that's why they started preemptively ridding themselves of their shares. So in case they would have to, whoever they think would be in a good spot to take over the majority shares. But I think that they were going to give, um, he would allocate those to Shane because he is quote unquote technically out of the company. Is this true? Um. Obviously, like, again, like, I think we talked about this before, um, again, like, regardless, like, he's done some shitty stuff, but obviously, like, he did change the game, he did change the world, et cetera, et cetera, trash, yes, like, we all know this, like, this isn't, like, things that we have to keep, that we have to, like, keep, like, you know, thinking about, um, I'm, I'm surprised, but not surprised at the same time, um, Again, obviously, with like Bruce Pritchard, probably salty as fuck. Um, I think Kevin yeah. Dunn, Kevin Dunn, I think they are going to. Cause I don't think Nick Khan likes either of them, if I remember from some stories. I don't, so I, I don't, I don't think, think he think likes he does. one of them, he likes less than he, one of them, he really doesn't like. I don't remember which one it is. I feel I, like it's Pritchard, honestly. I think it was Dunn. But let me look that up. One of them he really, really doesn't like. So, um, so I think they are just going to work them out just so it doesn't look like they quote unquote force them out, but they are going to force them out. It's going to happen a lot quicker than I think people think. So I think they're ready to just get the show on the road and just move on from this Mm -hmm. as much as they can, as quickly as they are able to in the process. Um, but again, I think obviously and then more has come out like the story about how there is 14.6 million dollars that has that is not accounted for or has not been counted for over the span it was like the 10 year span it was not accounted for Mm -hmm. so obviously they're going to be digging every nook and cranny to figure out what not necessarily what happened what happened to it also like where did it all and what and like what kind of and then also like the ramifications of that conclusion of that investigation like once they figure that out so I mean obviously like there's a lot of moving parts to this um I think again and it's like I said I think that they've been kind of preparing because it was just so weird because again Triple H's health like that's not something that like I'm not going to be like how Dip Meltzer was with like 
Roman's um, illness. Like, obviously, he, like, legitimately had very scary heart problems. And so he had to, like, remove himself, you know, get some rest and all that. Like, obviously, like, that's very, very frail thing. But then also, I knew, I've always thought, and again, and I don't want to be, like, one of the people, but I think we talked about it on here. Like, Stephanie taking that sudden leave of absence still was so weird. Mm-hmm. it was so weird and I didn't think it really had to do too much with like Paul's health I think I was like something is going on because I'm like that's so odd like she's never like like taking a break like that it was just so like just the timing of it was so odd and then that's the once they you know that tweet or that article came or whatever came out that her that she was going to be the interim um chairwoman and then I was like that's why she stepped away so she can quote unquote have hands clean and to come back and be like I don't know what's going on I mean you bitch you know what's going on but like you can you know you can kind of like be like everyone else like I'm just as surprised as you are I'm like okay Stephanie um (laughs) yeah I'm like okay Stephanie but again it's just like it's just going to be interesting not only to like see what happens like the fallout of all of this but also it's like where they're going to go to creatively and then let me find this tweaks I want them to get credit for it and then um probably like Janae or um Don can go next or Rico where's this tweet Oh, did I not save it? Okay, so there's basically this tweet. Oh, I found it. Um, it's from Five Deuce for Trey Seven. Jesus Christ. Um, so shout out to you for this tweet. Um, <laughs> he said TK shouldn't wor- be worried about the NXT hires in the former main states that he had wanting to go back. He should be concerned about the homegrown talent deciding that they had enough of playing secondary to them and heading for the exit. And I've been saying this. I think um, I think Alexis has said this and I think um, I don't know, someone else says it's like he, like, again, like those and then he was very quick to say when he was on bus at Open that Malachi Black and Adam Cole in five-year contracts. I think they're fucking idiots for signing contracts for that long. Mm. With AEW, I think that's fucking stupid. And this, and this is that's that's a that's an extremely long contract to stay with a company that's considered that's still considered a startup wrestling company. Very bold. I was like, either you let me sign two, three years, or I was like, I'm not signed more than that. I think that's insane that they're signed, that their contracts are that long. I think, again, it's idiotic on both of their parts. But that's beside my point. You know, I don't have to worry about their pay, um, their financials. But at the same time, um, so you have all those people. So say like the Kips, the Kips Abens, like the Penelope Fords, um, have literally everyone in dot or dark order that is not Anna J. Um, you can also like half of their like 
private party you can um, watch in there like so many um hell scorpio sky with scorpio skies happy to be here so you know i don't i'm not gonna count him because he'll he would just sign another contract see he's again a, another idiot um <laughs> but yeah i don't know i'm sick of talking <laughs> free come baby it's your show go ahead all right um, I've been meaning to say this since we got on the topic, uh, but I want to quote I Love Lucy real quick. Uh, Vinci, you got some splaining to do. Where the fuck I is that? I'm sick. Where the fuck is that? <laughs> Where is it? We want to know. The public needs to know. You know Tell shit, us. send it to I me. Would... I'm broke. Right. <laughs> I'll hold a million dollars for you. You won't see it. I that, won't say I'll shit. Hold it. <laughs> I hold it. Hey, right. you know what? I think I think that Be like, where does money come from? I don't know. I found it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, you found a million dollars on the ground. Sure there. enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but no, oh my god! I remember. I oh, that news came so out of the blue to me because I had a feeling I was like. When the news about the sexual misconduct came out of like the supposed whether it was Christy Hemme or Ashley Massaro, when that news came out, I was like, he 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 should retire. That was my thought process. I'm like, he should retire, but he probably won't. I was still thinking along the lines of what like Nicole said when she was like, he's probably you know they were still gonna let uh, Laurinaitis be the fall guy, and then Vince was probably gonna like maybe step back and take on like a lot less of a role. Or something like that, but I didn't think he was gonna flat out retire. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fuck you because you retired at an odd time. Like I remember he retired like dead center in the middle of the day. Like what the fuck was that about? <laughs> like we, we had o'clock. shit to do. Right, no, we had shit to do that day. We did not need the world to stop moving for a little bit like that. So time your retirement better next time. Just a thought. But anyways, <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I was really blown by it because I was like, like Alexis said, like I never thought that I'd actually see the day that Vince McMahon retired. I thought they were going to have to de- like pry this company from his cold, dead hands. And I mean that literally, like they were going to have to wait until he was cold in the ground to like get this company from him and to see him like, quote unquote, willingly retire is crazy because I was like, I was expecting to be like a lot older by the time this happened and like I'm like I'm seeing this now and I'm like oh shit it's it's happening and then the news of like Stephanie being crowned new co-CEO and then all taking over talent relations and creative I was like this is moving very fast very way too fast I'm like we need to like slow down maybe ease up on it but they're going full throttle with it but Again, I'm happy that, you know, Mr. Yes Man and Mr. Buck Tooth are going to get worked out of the company. Oh, Don't let the door goodness. hit you. Do not let the door... Actually, you know what? Let the door hit you when you leave. Let the door hit you. Can we for, all, for all our sakes. Can we all just agree that when it comes out that Kevin Dunn is officially, like, kicked out of WWE, there's going to be, like, celebrating in the streets and shit? Child, I yeah. will... I can't say that on the air. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. But anyway, just say allegedly in front of it. No, no. I was going to say I was going to roll a joint in that in in celebration, but I don't know if I can say that. 
You can say that. Yeah, you can. If anyone has a joint, I could borrow. Well, because like (laughs) I part of me is just because like part of it would be the old guard is officially gone. Like all of Vince's yes men are gone. But the fact that this buck tooth motherfucker had the audacity, and you've heard it from Freddie Prince Jr. And I take what he says, you know, not religiously, but like everything he says. He's not gonna lie about shit like that. He's like a very like like he's a very neutral neutral source like he's like yeah out of like almost anyone that's lived um that has left there i believe him because he's just like you know there was things i loved there there's things i didn't like but you know Mm -hmm. it is what it is like he's just very like you know like this is just what happened yeah like that's something like that's literally like he's just like you know this is just what happened but like this especially because he doesn't have a, like a loyalty to the rest yeah he of the doesn't world. he doesn't right. have a loyalty to anyone so he's just like yeah that's like what happened and for like a guy who was like i don't want to use the term outsider but like someone who came from hollywood he's actually very well respected in the wrestling community which really blows my mind but like when freddie press jr would come out and say that like kevin dunn destroyed storylines because he would like when it came to the women because she's not hot enough and i'm just thinking and this is one of the very few things i I didn't mean to interrupt rico but this is one of the very few things that i agree with jim Cornette on because Cornette will drag this motherfucker to hell and back again and that's the one thing i can appreciate it um him doing i mean he even flat out said there were there was times where he was basically using the women's locker room like he was a borderline peeping Tom, according to what Cornette was saying and all this shit. And I think it's, I think it's very funny, this whole thing that happened with Laurenitis and all them. There was a story that came out that Kevin Dunn apparently tried to get one of the Bella twins to sleep with him. And when she turned him down, as they rightfully should, as any woman should, um, he tried to grope her and I don't, I think it was Brie allegedly. Okay. One of them punched the shit out of him and knocked him on his fucking ass. What he deserves. So I'm like, if y'all actually did that. Okay. And Laurenitis is trashy because I'd be fucking fucked. If you're going to touch my stepdaughter or daughter-in-law or whatever the fuck she is i drag him by his fucking hair and i'd be like vince you need to do something or i'm about to kill him <laughs> like you, you there's there's no there's one or two you got a decision to make you got 10 minutes or i'm about to rock him yeah. girl you're giving him 10 minutes too extra i would have rocked his ass no matter what you fucking touch my kid Uh, I've actually I have a I have an open letter to Kevin Dunn that I've prepared oh, within like the last like three seconds. Um, okay, <laughs> dear Kevin Dunn, you pinheaded buck tooth motherfucker. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh. So long. Hope you die. Sincerely, the Down for the Count podcast. Allegedly, y'all are co-signing. Y'all are co-signing. You can put my name on there because I've been wanting this motherfucker's downfall for years. No, thank you. 
I just no, you're I a just, part of it now, Tiff. You're a part of it now. I hate you. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. I just enforce them. You exploit them, you little bastard. You get that shit on fire. I am merely but an instrument of the rules. <laughs> My they, they, they they do as they please. But it, it's just what it just comes down to is that this is like one of one of my friends was like he asked me he goes you ever see the show House of Cards and I'm like no not really and he kind of gave oh. me like the like oh, yeah kind of House of Cards I couldn't watch anymore after this Kevin Spacey shit came yeah, out which yeah. hurts my but, heart I was I was girl I loved oh, Kevin Spacey God, I loved. I love when I tell you I love I love anything like political shit like that. So I love that. I was like a huge fan of Twenty Four. What's that other Keith or Sutherland show that I'm obsessed with? Because it's like a, uh, it's an actual survivor. Yes, because that's an actual thing. Yeah, designated really survivor. That's so fascinating to me. Designated survivor is an actual thing. I would be a government official just so I could be a designated survivor. I'm letting you that right. know that right now. Me too. It's fire. You get to chill in a bunker. Yeah. (laughs) Like the way he was explaining it to me, he's like, this is how it went. And he goes, this is kind of what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like in a weird, like in a weird way, he's right. And I mean, we, and I said this um, in one of Tiff's lives when she went on YouTube this and Don has said it multiple times. This is going to be the wrestling renaissance. This is going to be WWE, you know, finally, like, this is a brand new WWE. It's literally a brand new day. It's not going to happen right away, no matter how many times Tony Khan's going to be a slick little bitch ass motherfucker and try to tweet something. Worry about your own damn company, Tony. Don't worry what's going on with WWE. Worry about your guys because I'm pretty sure I a lot tweeted of him guys... that he talked to Gresham. Because right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know we talked about it. If Triple H, well, I'm going to call him Paul. If Paul is in control right now when it comes Whoa. to talent relations, talent relations and creative. So that's yep. a double. And I was very smart of them. Yes. Whoever them. appointed that, which I'm. Nikon is really great in business science. I feel like he was probably like, yes, that's very smart talent relations. So because he he has such a great rapport with everyone. Correct. And mm-hmm. dealing with talent. Yep. And, and he likes is somebody with him. Yes, mm-hmm. because he will be honest. Like again, Correct. like, you know, I will throw Heyman under the bus because he'll say one thing to your face and actually go back and do another. Right. Facts. If he ain't got shit for you, Paul be like, you know what? I ain't really got shit for you right now. <laughs> you know, like true. he's like, you know, if you got something really popping or like a really good idea, sure. But he's like, I don't really see it right now. And like Tony needs to be worried because our... flashbacks. Well, a lot of I these... mean Tony yeah. needs to just worry because now that Paul is in control like that, a lot of these people, you know for a fact. That if he ever gave him them a call, he'd be like, hey, you want to come back? You know, they'd be like, deuces, and they're back in WWE. He need whatever 
Regal, I and I I said this before. I think I don't think we got like a full recording of it. He needs to get Regal's um contract paid out. Yes, I will pay out his contract. I'd be like, and it call your cousin. <laughs> that, joke, that joke had to marinate in the air for a bit in order for it to hit. And you know the funny thing is, you know what's really funny, um, which I which I like. So I think with Vince, you know, I'm not saying that Rock and Vince didn't have like a good relationship. I think they would have a, they're going to have a better chance. Nick Khan talking to Rock to show up to, to do something for WrestleMania and do this match than Vince would because he's yeah, friends he with him. Yeah, he's, he's been known friends him for, him so for a while. Yep. We've been friends with him for years. Yep. My only thing with Paul being head of creative and this is something that even I think we've talked about this in the group chat and like even like you, you've all like he needs to get reined in don't be letting him yes go. don't let yeah, him go to Japan and shit be like what is this plane ticket for cancel it exactly the like, UK machine is just now recovering I don't his... think it's gonna be that I don't think that it's gonna be to the extent of what we saw in NXT because no. in NXT he was doing like uh I guess you could say a rough mainstream indie brand. He cannot do he that. He was on like the recruiting for the Avengers. It's like what are you doing? <laughs> he can't he, he really can't was. It was like every roster. other month. It was the but photo op with the new recruits and their t shirts. Yeah. Okay, Nick Fury. He's not gonna be able to do that on the main roster. First of all, he's gotta have the money and they're they're watching everything that they do. Like mm-hmm like a hawk. They're not going to be able to move like he did before. And secondly, the main roster requires more, therefore he has to give more. So his talent has to be multifaceted. They can't just be a wrestler. They have to be Mm -hmm. able to perform. So there's going to be checks and balances there because they're not going to allow him to run roughshod because they don't want the same thing to happen with Vince to happen with him. Yeah, he has a lot of power, but Stephanie's going to reel that shit back in if she has to. Oh, okay, because that was my second fear. Because I was like, in NXT, our main critique with Hunter was that, you know, oftentimes he would shoehorn in these indie guys that, you know, weren't really cut out for the WWE way. And then a lot of the homegrown talent would kind of get paid dust. And I was like, I didn't want that. Because I feel like, you know, now that WWE is finally moving in the direction that is favoring character work a lot more and they're kind of breaking away from the reality era and we're getting a lot more character-based stories and especially down in 2.0 we're getting a resurgence in just character-driven wrestling i didn't want to see that dynamic Mm. change anytime soon which is why i said in tips live i was like if he fucks with nxt 2.0 and it's bright colors then he will be hearing from me because i will not have that be messed with i like how i can see inside yeah call victoria (laughs) call victoria (laughs) i deleted a mess with that One thing I, I do think that's going to happen is with Shawn Michaels being there, you can, you I can think clearly see that the, he's going to get majority control of NXT. And at this point, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. Like he's Shawn, been doing a decent enough job. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna work with Shawn. I'm sure Triple H will have his input. 
and he's already there with the tryouts for the recruits. But there's focuses specifically on talent that needs to be created and not talent that is already created. So that's the difference. So it's not going to be where he's like gutting the indies of all its superior talent because now he has to focus on creating it, which is what they should have been doing from the beginning. So that fear, I I can understand it, but at the same time, first we got to let them see what they're going to do. Y'all are going to have to give WWE about a year or two to bounce back from this. I'll say a year. Two yeah. two's a little. I'll give them a year. Now they're going to need time because there are already systems in place that they have to dismantle. And then on top of that, they're going to have to get into the groove of whatever new shit that they're going to start doing. And then that's going to start that, that faucet to flow. So I've been telling y'all for the last couple of years that things take time. And I warned you that the moment they started firing people, that it would come to the higher ups, but I didn't think it would go this way. I never, I never, I don't think I never expected them to, I never expected them to get rid of everybody like that. But I kind of figured once this was out, the rest of the people would follow. But we need to move on. So Brock Lesnar got wind of Vince McMahon retiring and he flipped his shit, according (laughs) to the dirt sheets. According to the dirt sheets, he was angry and he walked out. He left at five o'clock on Friday. To go to Ruth Chris's. (laughs) (laughs) Extra rare bloody steak. Now you have to remember, you have to remember he was already scheduled to go to SummerSlam. The match was made. He made all the appearances and that match is happening on Saturday. So for him to walk out like that and he was supposed to be a part of the show, he was advertised as a part of the show. That's a big problem. So I guess either one or two things happened. WWE went to him and was like, you under contract, bro. You need to get your ass out there at some point and do what you're supposed to do, or we will sue you for breach of contract. Mm-hmm. They either strong-armed him, or they petted him, which is, I'm going to lean more to the petty, because that's what they usually do when it comes to Brock Lesnar, because he ain't going to listen to him, because shit, he'll be like, fuck it, I'll pay whatever y'all want to pay, I'm not fucking doing it. So, it's either that or that. It, it, it really doesn't matter, because his, his big ass showed up, at the end of the show, in F5 theory. <laughs> Massacred that, that him. Was it. That was it. He put his hat on, flipped his hat at everybody, and walked his thick ass out of there. That, that was the end of the show for Friday Night SmackDown. Now, um, CM Punk also had something to say. Uh, Worry about your damn foot, Phil. He was at Comic-Con on, in San Diego, and... Um, he, he said, and I quote, according to the New York Post, I don't think the culture there changes at all. It is what it is. I'll put it to you like this. Oh, boy, people are going to be real fucking mad about this. And fuck it. Mercedes and Trinity leave. They announced on SmackDown that, gosh darn, we are so disappointed in them. They really let our fans down. Brock Lesnar splits, comes back, obviously. I think he worked the show. Where is Michael Cole saying Brock Lesnar really let these fans down? Now, the play devil's advocate here, he came back. Obviously, 
sometime during the show, they were aware that he came back. So they didn't have to make that type of announcement. Do I think they would have? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Because I think that Edith came down for Vince McMahon about the girls leaving the way that they did. He's right in what he said. I'm not shitting on that at all. He's 100% correct. Here's where it's a problem. CM Punk is always on some bitter ex-husband type shit. And what bothers me is that when he's asked questions about WWE, it comes out. Now, I don't know if you have to go get therapy to rectify that or whatever the case may be. But at this point, you are world champion in a whole nother fucking company. And everybody over there licks your shitty ass every single day. So at this point... I get you abdicating for Sasha and Naomi. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. Kudos to you for that. Because a lot of people wouldn't have said nothing about the shit. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep it real. He did say some real shit, and that's true. But you have to understand that those were, at the time that that shit happened, there was somebody else who was in charge who ran down the edict. Okay? Now, smart. the smart thing would have been to let that shit ride out and not put that shit out there like that. But obviously, somebody was in their feelings and extremely pissy. So they ran with that story and they ran it as much as they could throughout every single show with the exception of NXT. They put that shit out there for everybody. Like, Naomi and Sasha was the worst thing since sliced bread. But there is... Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. But there, see, there is a difference, though. And this is what people tend to forget because they're so busy demonizing Naomi and Sasha. They left because of bullshit. They left because of the bullshit idea that creative was coming up for them. And they told them, they're like, well, what about the tag titles? And they're pretty much like, well, screw these things. And Sasha took that to heart because if it wasn't for her and Bailey you know, basically refusing to leave the office until they, you know, they got these titles that, you know, that's Sasha's baby. That is, that is Sasha's baby. She's the one who brought these tag titles back. Let's just be a hundred fucking percent honest about this. And they've treated this division like shit. And her and Naomi walked out because they were frustrated, but people want to jump on the bandwagon because I don't know why they fuck. Well, I know why, but they want to jump on the bandwagon and start bashing these two women for leaving, for standing up for themselves and saying, we deserve better. One of your top tier fucking superstars, a fucking veteran in the women's division who could carry a match with a goddamn wet paper bag and make it look awesome. But y'all are demonizing this. This is a grown ass man who only answered to one person in the WWE, which was Vince. And Vince pretty much gave him whatever he fucking wanted. You don't want to show up for half a year? Cool. We don't have a fucking title on one show. That's that's no problem. He leaves because he knows what the fuck does Brock Lesnar bring to the goddamn table in 2022? <clears throat> what does he bring? He, we're we're going to have... Roman versus Brock, part five, like five million six hundred thousand two hundred fifty 
second and a half. I've lost count at this point. We're having mm-hmm. this match again at SummerSlam. And the only Brock way they can make it Roman. into... Roman the Reloaded. Only... Oh, God. <laughs> they, this has been more done than Fast and Furious sequels. We'll just, we're just going to say that. And then you, the only way you're making this interesting is because this is how you're going to end SummerSlam. You're going to make it, what, a false count anywhere, no holds bar, some kind of shit? I don't... It is a last man standing match. That's even worse. So he leaves because the only person he listens to, it goes. And I'm with Tiff on this either. Somebody fucking called him because, you know, he didn't come back because, oh, I'm such a team player. Somebody probably called his ass and said, if you don't get your ass back to this arena right now consider your contract null and void and you ain't getting a goddamn cent from us because that's the only way you would be able to deal with someone like that like well, he technically is in breach of his contract for walking out he, he is so i mean i i will drag lesnar that was unprofessional as fuck and i really wish people would lighten up on michael cole michael cole didn't want to say that you know no, for a fact that hurt his goddamn soul to say that. But y'all want to, but y'all want to sit up here and 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 still pussy pop for Brock, even though he doesn't give a shit. He's just showing up, and that's the only reason he came back because they said you don't want to show up. Okay, you're done. You're no longer getting WWE money. I'm telling you, after SummerSlam, this is probably the last time we're going to see Brock for a very good long ass time. He's not coming back for a while. And I don't think it has anything to do with um, he's not going to beat up because Vince is there. And he, he's very loyal to him for whatever reason. I just don't give a shit. What I care about is the double standard. Because the man did leave. He left and he had no intentions of bringing his thick ass back there. And yet you're on Twitter talking about oh well he came back so there's that no you can't absolve him of bad behavior just because he came back and he just came out there f5 theory and then put his hat up and walked his ass up out of there that doesn't suffice no you you don't you don't get to have that privilege no you get the same smoke as everybody else and it's so strange to me all of them we're going at Sasha and Naomi like they were the bane of the, oh, they're unprofessional. I wouldn't want to hire them anywhere. Really? But you capping for fucking Tony Storm? Y'all mm-hmm. subscribing to her OnlyFans, giving her 20 grand in an hour? Y'all running out of here praying, you praying for Jeff Hardy to ensure oh. Jeff Hardy's all right? Is that, is that what we, is that what we doing? And then you say, well, oh, y'all I really clowned us for I Jeff Hardy, too. Y'all really clowned us for that. <laughs> and you were right. I don't, I, don't, I don't have no problem with Jeff. Jeff Hardy did it for his mental health. Was it for his mental health? Because nope. not even a couple of months later, his ass was getting arrested. And then he had the audacity to believe not guilty. Oh, he pled not guilty? <laughs> well, you could have fucking killed someone, you fucking loser. You fucking dumbass, ignorant, redneck, motherfucking, cousin fucking Not piece redneck. of shit. Alexis! I don't give a fuck. Oh I don't, I have lost so many friends to drunk driving. I don't give a fuck. Not guilty. Suck my fucking dick, Jeff. Fuck you and your brother and your dumbass wife, too. Throw her fucking ass in here. I'm tired of your ass. 
whole family under the jail. Just six feet under the fucking jail. We'll we'll go the extra mile. We'll do twelve. Thank you. We'll go the extra. I don't need Rebby Hardy trying to dig her way out either. So like fucking cement slab over that shit too. You just just cement slab. You mean her face? Yes. It oh Lord hammers. You can get the injection. Like I said, in CM Punk's defense, what he said was true. Okay. He was not lying. Now, when it comes to the culture of the company, that all depends on who's at the helm. And right now, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are at the helm. What we know for sure is that the culture backstage at NXT Black and Gold and the culture backstage on the main roster were two different things. Okay. Those are two different things. So we have to wait and see. While he believes that they may not change that fact on him, he's entitled to his opinion. He was asked about it. Therefore, I can understand him giving the answer he gave. And he told the truth about Mercedes and Trinity and how they were treated. They owe them an apology. And it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of trust building for the company for Sasha and Naomi both to feel like they are respected and are somebody and somebody who deserve who's earned the right to be respected in that company. They deserve that because they were solely disrespected publicly on national television multiple times. So that's on WWE to finish building that rapport with them. I don't have um, according to um, I've seen like a couple reports. One of them is Denise. I cannot say her name, and I've seen it from a few people that they have started the process of reaching out to them and making amends. Oh, good. So, I mean, as they should. Yeah. But as for Phil, he is always speaking, and I don't like that. Just always speaking. You worry about talking. that fucking foot or whatever the hell's wrong with them. Right. You need to worry about your foot. You need to worry about hitting your damn move correctly. You need to worry well, he's about. He's not going to be able to do that. He's, he's, uh-uh. over, he's over 40 oh, years old. How sad. The work. And that's the genius. Poor Phil. It's not going to happen. I Phil. mean, listen, they like the fact that CM Punk is older and at the helm of AEW. Live your best life. And every time I see an AEW fan complain, I just be sitting here looking. Because I'm like, y'all, this is what you asked for. Right. Now, I get, I get the people and, well, maybe now the Triple H is there, we'll get more wrestling. What do you think they've been doing for the last 10 years? Nothing? You may <laughs> not have liked the matches that they had, but they have been wrestling. It's not that you're, you're going to get more wrestling. Because WWE is entertainment first. And wrestling second. And that's something a lot of y'all have to remember. One thing I always find baffling is y'all always bring up these iconic matches, but you don't even talk about what got you interested in the match in the first place. The Rock mm-hmm. versus Stone Cold technically was not one of the greatest technical matches we've ever seen. The reason why people talk about that match is because of their few, not because of the match itself. That goes and we for know Stone Cold only knew three moves. Yeah, like that goes for yeah. everything. That goes for the, for the Undertaker. That goes for Shawn Michaels. 
And now it's I love Soul Food. That is that is a big fact, Coke. Um, yeah. And then that's something that I've had to come to grips with in my um, in my age. Um, Stone Cold literally would do four moves, three to four moves, maybe five. I mean, but depending on what's going on, he did those four moves okay, good. (laughs) I wouldn't say okay. That's a little disrespectful. Um, character wise, character wise, bar none, no one's touching him. My dad absolutely loves Stone Cold Steve Austin, and. You know, and the character was so fucking simple. Like, here's this fucking roughneck Texan who's sick of his boss's shit. And instead of just sitting there and bitching about it, he's taking the literal fight to his fucking boss. He is stunning his kids. He's stunning his wife. He's taking everybody out. Like, he fucking, like... This was so big, like you guys don't understand. Like, if the guy, if you're new here, the Vince Austin feud was so big and so mainstream because people who didn't even watch wrestling were like, This guy is beating up his boss and he's just basically like us. It was so big, they actually had a match on celebrity death match on MTV. Do you realize back at that point? A feud from WWE is being carried over to fucking MTV on an MTV show that was very popular back then. I miss that show so much. That needs to get brought. They back. were supposed to be bringing it back, and they didn't. They stopped. Which because they're bitches. No, because I don't think celebrities can take fucking jokes anymore. That's the problem. But that's either they're also or bitches. I want to see that shit. That like, shit would have been funny. Soldier Boy it, having a match with somebody? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> that should be everything. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like, yeah, Stone Cold, I mean, his character was so fucking simple. It's like a roughneck Texan who's sick of his boss's shit, who's sick of his boss, like, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, he's sick of his boss's kid. Like, y'all are, y'all don't understand. Like, there is a point when you don't want to fight just your boss, you want to fight your entire boss's family. You want to fight his snot-nosed little kids. You want to fight his little his wife. You want to fucking dig up his dad's corpse and fucking stone cold stun whoa, him again. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like <laughs> we, ain't going, we, ain't we, we ain't going that far. Whoa, well, you know what far. I mean. Like it was, it was like that. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, but that's what. But that's what made it so great. Like the Undertaker, the dude basically was a fucking walking zombie with magical fucking superpowers. He was basically Doctor Strange at the end of Multiverse of Madness. Okay, like I can agree with that. That's he was, but it was the theatrics and the character work and the fact that like like Shawn Michaels' character was so simple. This guy is a pretty boy who will steal your girl and he wouldn't even break a sweat doing it. Because he's a sexy boy. Oh, I hate that song. Oh I hate this so much. Like, let's give it up to Scott Hall. May you rest in peace. Scott Hall, when he first started wrestling, looked like every like country uncle I have ever met. We got with WWE. He is the greatest heel of his generation because 
till the time that man took his last breath, I thought he was fucking Cuban. Me too. <laughs> I did. I, I oh, This is a cream of crop people. <laughs> that is a male man. I'm not even giving up for the guy. But like he had the hair, the machismo, yeah. the fucking shirts with the gold chain. Like he did that shit. He did like that you, shit. And he kept that character. And it was just like he was this, even when he was a face, he would give the, the vibes of like sleazy slime ball, like Tony Montana. Like it was it was so simple and it was so basic. And that is people are trying to do too much with character work. That's where it's coming down to. That's why people like fucking Kevin Owens. He's just this pissed off guy who is going crazy and he just wants to hurt people. And he likes pandas. Like, come on. <laughs> and but, but then you have guys like LA Knight who pretty much could sell salt to, to the salt water. Like he, he's going to do, he can make anything work. And he he does. 90% of the time you give him a character, it may seem like it's fucking weird. And you're like, what is this? Well, he's going to make that shit work. And he can't. And it's, it seems so easy for him. It just comes to him so easy. It's not necessarily that everybody has to have a character, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that it can work with managers. And even with somebody who doesn't have character, it can work out in their favor. But If you're going to have two-hour, three-hour-long shows, I'm sorry, but to the casual fan, I'm not sitting there for three hours watching match after match after match, and you guys are going 20, 15, and 20-minute matches a night, like every Wednesday. Like, what the... Y'all don't have shit to do. Like, we watch wrestling to escape. Like, you escape in the characters. You don't necessarily escape in the matches all the time. You escape in the characters. So it needs to be a healthy balance. You can't just have fucking indie style five-star Daniel Bryan matches every goddamn night on SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. That's not going to be a good show. You know why? Because it was happening on NXT Black and Gold and you motherfuckers were saying you were bored. We were. (laughs) You were bored. At least I was. You were bored. Oh, we get another match. Great. Another match. Great. I'm like, you're getting matches, though. Oh, but they're with the same people. These are the people that you claim should have been at the top of the mountain. Who was that? Tampa, Gargano, Cole. Those were your guys. Those were the lead-outs. Undisputed Era competed in every fucking war game they had. This is true. Every one of them. And they were always on the opposing side, except for one. That was when they went up against Pat McAfee's team. Okay? Y'all was happy, right? NXT Black and Gold was giving you all the feels, but the numbers in the wrestling continued to decline. Every week, the numbers for the views were going down, but you want Black and Gold back. Don't fucking patronize me, okay? Stop talking out the side of your ass. No, you don't want Black and Gold. You want to watch AEW, which is fine, Watch AEW, but stay in your fucking lane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you want. You can't make WWE be AEW. There's a reason why they both exist. 
because they cater to two separate audiences. You are no longer the audience that WWE caters to. Let me reiterate. You are no longer the type of person that WWE creates content for. Mm -mm. It's not hard to understand or process. It's very simple. So stop watching it and stop trying to find reasons to shit on the product that you no longer care for. Just watch something that you like. But if you watch it and you're watching WWE and you have an issue with what you see, it is okay to voice your opinion. There's a difference between the two. That's all I want. Even in this wrestling renaissance that we in, there are going to be some things that are going to happen that are going to be like, okay, that's wonky as fuck. Because they're going to have to have some time to figure some shit out. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to be sitting up here having the same conversations weekly, every single week about how WWE sucks and AEW is superior. Because I had this argument with somebody else. I was like, I recall motherfucking AEW had a rap battle on their goddamn show. A rap, a rap battle. Us, a semi-white dude and a white dude. I was like, neither one of you motherfuckers can rap, but okay. And I was like, I distinctly remember the Usos and New Day having a rap battle on my on SmackDown some they years ago. They can't show that clip on the network because they said don't get R-rated like your boy Xavier Woods. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> That's ridiculous. But no, like that that actually goes with the theory that Nicole has is the reason that black and gold, while yes, it got a lot of people's attention, but again, you're seeing the same people over and over again. And I completely agree with her theory that it was for those fans and fucking full sale who you could put anybody out there and I don't know, uh, you could put Gargano and Ciampa and you could run that back. People will go fucking nuts. But anytime they try to do something different, no reaction fucking crickets so they kept playing the same shit over and over again just to appease the fans at full sale but meanwhile people on tv are like do i really want to watch gargano versus champa again mm-hmm. and i fully they believe did. in that theory. those weirdos did and i they fully did. believe in her theory now i really fucking do that's 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 why they ran back fucking cole versus o'reilly for like Four months straight. That match was the shit out of me. I'm gonna every be, every gonna every takeover they had for like that last summer in black and gold. Every takeover they they had a match on the card, and it was always the longest fucking match. It wasn't ever even for a title. I'm like, why are they get, getting so much time? And they meanwhile, don't even pull titles. Meanwhile, meanwhile your women's had, division is shit. You had Taya Valkyrie back there. How did Triple H just fall? He was back there then. I know, but it's just like your women's division. My my hand will be on your neck. Like, this is your job. It's like Cartman. You stay here. I'm going over on here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. Like, someone literally will have to do that because... Like, look, we are all happy. Listen, just because we were happy that Paul is in control of certain things when it comes to not only creative, but the talent as well. Like, we're very ecstatic about that. But we're not 
I mean, I'm not because I'm just a bitch, but like, we're not going to sit here and forget how he was trying to make NXT a third brand when it really didn't need to be a third brand. And he was just signing people fucking left and right. And the Saudi deal, like you're not, he doesn't forget all the people that got screwed over because he set them up prematurely. Yes. Well, well, now I will never forgive him for Vanessa Bourne. He screwed her over. Just oh, we, we don't Bourne. have Vanessa. We don't Ooh. have Vanessa Bourne, but we got fucking Aaliyah. <laughs> no, I'm not being. Oh, her. She's yeah. fine. Come on, the fuck out of here. Yeah, but I mean, I like, don't think, have, okay. Just let's play devil's advocate, Rico, because she didn't necessarily get screwed over by Triple H. She got screwed over by Vince because they're the ones who took her idea and gave it to Carmella. They did and do Vanessa that. Yes, Bourne but my point that with that is that. that Vanessa did not need to get called up in the first place. I don't know who made that executive decision, probably Paul, to send her up. Because I'm like, she was sent up with Sheena. I was like, why the fuck did you send up Vanessa Bourne with Sheena? Vanessa Bourne hadn't even gotten her feet wet in NXT. And then why the fuck did you keep Aaliyah when Vanessa was like, I'll say this. If you were going to do that, then she should have debuted, in my opinion. Um... I, I and she wasn't a part of the main gonna... roster when she was let go either. She was a part of NXT officially when she right, was let go. Santana wrestled and she did it. You know? But my thing yeah. was, I don't have a problem with her being brought up. I feel like, like I said, I, it's sometimes it's a sink or swim effort. And she seemed like one of the girls who had enough personality to get herself over, which it sounds like she did. From what she created, from what Carmella took from her, she had a pretty damn good gimmick that would have worked specifically for her. From what I saw in NXT, she had potential to be good. She had potential to be a good character um, in the company, especially heel-wise. And it just would have worked on her behalf. Do I think they should have called her up early? Yeah, I think that would have been the perfect time to start trying it out. My thing was they did not utilize the pandemic era to its full capability. You had no fucking crowds. There was nobody there that can tell you that this is wrong or right. Let them try shit. That was the time. That was the perfect time. You had nothing else to do. Everybody was watching TV during that time. People were watching TV more that whole fucking year than they've watched in the last 10 years. Because we had nothing yeah, to I do. I will we say, after, yeah, after Rumble, after Royal Rumble, the pandemic era went into, like, a steep decline. Because it was, it was going, like, the first, like, when they first got into the Thunderdome, they were, they were really popping. But then after Royal Rumble is when it just went into, like, a very, very steep decline after that. And then, then it all went to hell. I mean, it got to the point where we just, we just missed the old days of how wrestling should be. There should be crowd. You miss the crowds. The crowd is a, is like your sixth man. You know what I'm saying? You needed that. But like I was saying, I'm just saying it just, they just didn't utilize that time to be their most creative. They coasted. They did what was easy. And that's okay. It's safe, but it didn't get them anywhere. What it did was now it got us boxed into this corner 
of Roman yep. Reigns and the Usos being on the top of the company and nobody being built up enough to take those titles off of them outside of the Street Profits and Seth Rollins. And those are the only two people or three people that could do anything. Nobody else is capable, at least if we're looking at it through a kayfabe story. So, I mean, and that was the perfect time because you had people who were basically getting lost in the sauce or lost in the either or whatever the fuck you want to say. This would have been the perfect time to be like, okay, who's doing this? Who's doing that? And you're right, Tiff. I had friends calling me going, I have never watched wrestling or I haven't watched wrestling in 20 fucking years. What the hell is going on? That's how bored people were. People who mm-hmm. hadn't watched wrestling in years or have never watched it before, they fucking watched that shit. Especially that too- mania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that was such a good mania. They were too busy panicking and not thinking. And that's where that's where you get you have like your biggest mistake is that you didn't think. You were so busy panicking, which I can understand because it was worldwide pandemic. Okay, you're scared. You guys are testing every two seconds. Shit is going off the rails. But y'all didn't have a problem with giving people new gimmicks because you gave one to fucking Carmella. And whether you like it or not, she did sell that shit to the best of her ability. She had her own little sommelier and shit. That shit worked in her behavior and on her behalf. Reggie worked out in terms of the sommelier position and shit. It worked. It had a good, it had a good run. So it's not that you it's not that you can't or you didn't want to. You just did not try. And that's they, the problem. They gave Alexa Bliss a whole new fucking character. Yep. But you told me you couldn't give, I mean, I get it with you know with Bray and everything, but you couldn't have done that with somebody else. That was like the you could, and that you was the thing. Up a lot of people. And that was that was the thing. If you go back and listen to our pandemic era stuff oh we renaissance saying. dropped Uh-oh. oh oh shit i'm gonna leave Don's gonna go Don, Don, I, don't don't go. I don't want that but when it was during okay, the pandemic when i when it was in the pandemic did i not say this is the perfect time that they need to try it because it's not going to be just based on crowd reaction you're going to see if these people can actually work the character and if the character fails who's gonna miss it that was the perfect this that was the perfect time to throw everything and anything, no matter how dumb at that point, at the wall to see if it worked. And they did it. And that is such a that because is a lost opportunity. The old that men is were a there, lost opportunity. And now they're gone. So we I shall mean, rejoice. I, I mean that is she's right. That's that was the point. But to wrap this up, we'll be here talking about shit all day. <laughs> And I'm seriously, we've done it and we look up and we're four hours in and the cold's like hell, we gotta go. So, <laughs> look, it, wrestling, it, it, is, it has its moments, but it is okay for you to like both styles of product. It's okay for you to watch both of them and it's okay for you to enjoy wrestling. We can't base wrestling off of the people who do it because if we did that, we wouldn't be able to enjoy anything. We wouldn't be able to watch, listen to music. We wouldn't be able to watch TV because people are shitty. Mm-hmm. It's just the natural order of things. So, yes, while Vince McMahon has done some horrible things, 
And he obviously has no foresight into um, just being a genuinely a nice person. We still have to acknowledge that without him, we wouldn't know each other. Um, We wouldn't have the escapism of wrestling and being able to talk about the past of wrestling or the current ideals of wrestling. We wouldn't be able to talk about any of this. And even AEW and all its new glory, it would not exist without the WWE. So for that alone, you do say thanks. Enjoy your fucking retirement. And please let your let your daughter and your son-in-law do their job. And you keep your ass where you are. Because you still got a jail sentence looming over your head, bro. I don't know what the fuck you was doing. I don't know. And I don't care. I feel bad for the women that you assaulted. Now, there are names being thrown out there, but I ain't going to bring them names up. I'm not going to go dig in to look for it either. Because I feel like they done been through enough. Uh-huh. Them. And our podcast, we're not going to mention anybody's name. Just generally, that's not happening. So don't look for that shit here. Now, I don't know what the fuck Vince McMahon was doing at this point. I don't care. As long as the checks hit the bank account like they're supposed to, um, and them women get some type of um, some type of compensation for having to put up with his old crusty-ass balls and greasy nose all up in their face, that's all that matters to me. Now, if you do jail time for your white collar time, that's your fault. I mean, maybe you'll get Marcus Stewart's old jail. I don't, I don't know, but good luck, I guess. You know, go hide in the mountains like the rest of the Trump supporters do, and uh, knuckle down with some guns. You know, some good old tobacco and shit. You know, get you some books. You know, keep yourself company or whatever. Make sure you bring Linda's crusty ass with you. She, she. She probably going to jail for some shit she did with the small business bureau. But <laughs> we're done talking about Vince McMahon for a while. Hopefully nothing else comes out, and I doubt it. If you guys want to follow us on social media, you definitely can. You can follow us at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter, or you can follow us at Down for the Count. It's at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. All right. Anybody else have anything else to say before we go? Peace up. A-Town Down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> now that he know what it means, he just won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a whole month ago. He was like, I don't like it because I don't get it. <laughs> Well, that's all we got, ladies and gents. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you for being a part of this podcast. We love you guys to the ends of the earth. You have no no idea. Be sure to follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to rate us on the podcast platform that you are listening to us on, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, whatever you're listening to, even if it's on Anchor, please be sure to rate us. Give us a nice rating, whether it be from one to five, whatever you, whatever rating system that podcast platform has, please give us a rating. It helps boost it and it helps the algorithm know that you like this and that other people should listen to us too. And this will also help us have a full-time gig, which God knows 
we all could use a full-time gig, okay? With all that being said, make sure you guys look out for the next episode because we got a nerd corner coming. We're going to talk about Wakanda forever. We're going to talk about all of the announced Marvel movies from phase five to the beginnings of phase six. Okay, we're gonna talk about everything. We're gonna talk about the new John Wick film. We're gonna talk about it all. So I hope you guys enjoy and be sure to look out for the nerd corner. It's gonna come up tomorrow. We're gonna have a lot of podcasts this week, but I'm gonna try to put out as much content as possible. You guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.